0: Hey everybody, it's your girl at Ramo Rose, and we are in the Goddess Lounge. It is a beautiful Sunday morning. It is Mother's Day. Happy beautiful Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. And I am still relishing in my Jill and Erica Badu energy from last night, y'all. Um... Man, was that beautiful to watch, to watch sisterhood, unity, to watch the clarification of any beefs. I cannot tell y'all how many people online were trying to say, oh, Erica's throwing shade. And I was so happy that Erica was spiritual enough to pick up on it and was like, people have always tried to pin us against one another. And I'm so happy they took the time to clarify that. That is what grown women do. Like like Miss Erica Badu said, if there's a problem, we talk it out. We grown. Yes, I am here for it. But anyway, we're gonna go ahead and keep it pushing because I could talk about the experience last night forever. Um, it is Mother's Day, and this is my Mother's Day episode that I promised. Please, 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 please. If you are not following me on social media, please be sure to do so. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at the Goddess Lounge Podcast. If you are interested in booking an intuitive reading or a listening session with me, please go to Instagram at the Goddess Launch Podcast. If you hit readings where highlights is, you will find all the information that is needed for you to um, book that session with me. So let me in advance extend my apologies. I uh, do have a six month old now in addition to my other children um who is making a lot of noise in the background he's a little hyper today um so you probably will hear him throughout the podcast uh so you know my apologies in advance i try to give y'all nice backgrounds but i'm a mother and today is mother's day and y'all gonna get all of this mothering okay (laughs) um so really really quick uh today's episode is called mama fix your crown you are enough um This fell on my heart because uh, this past week I have been having a lot of mothers um, seem to be feeling like they're not doing enough or, you know, um, because of setbacks due to COVID-19 and businesses being affected, you know, there's a, a heaviness on the heart. Of what I'ma do. And then there's the ones who are essential who feel like they're less of a mom because they can't be at home with their children at such at a time such as this. And I'm here to tell you put all of that that self talk, that negative self talk, put it in your pocket or put it in the trash, but put it somewhere because that's not true. You know what I mean? You are enough. Um, so before I go into the topic heavily, I wanted to read a poem to you guys. Um and the first poem I'm going to read is Mother, a Cradle to Hold Me, which is by Queen Mother Maya Angelou. Okay. It is true, I was created in you. It is also true that you were created for me. I owned your voice, it was shaped and tuned to soothe me. Your arms were molded into a cradle to hold me, to rock me. The scent of your body was the air perfume for me to breathe. Mother, during those early dearest days, I did not dream that you had a large life which included me, for I had a life which was only you. Time passed steadily and drew us apart. I was unwilling. I feared if I let you go, you would leave me eternally. You smiled at my fears, saying, I could not stay in your lap forever. That one day you would have to stand and where would I be? You smiled again. I did not. Without warning, you left me, but you returned immediately. You left again and returned. I admit quickly, but relief did not rest with me easily. You left again, but again returned. You left again, but again returned. Each time you reentered my world, you brought assurance. Slowly, I gained confidence. You thought you knew me, but I did know you. You thought you were watching me, but I did hold you securely in my sight. Recording every moment, memorizing your smiles, tracing your frowns. In your absence, I rehearsed you. The way you had of singing on a breeze while a sob lay at the root of your song. The way you posed your head so that the light could caress your face. When you put your finger on my hand, and your hand on my arm, I was blessed with a sense of health, of strength, and very good fortune. You are always the heart of happiness to me, bringing nuggets of glee, sweets of open laughter. I loved you even during the years when you knew nothing and I knew everything. I loved you still. Condescendingly, of course, from my high perch of teenage wisdom, I spoke sharply of you often because you were slow to understand. I grew older and was stunned to find how much knowledge you had gleaned, and so quickly. Mother, I have learned enough now to know I have learned nearly nothing. On this day, when mothers are being honored, let me thank you that my selfishness, ignorance, and mockery did not bring you to discard me like a broken dial, which had lost its favor. I thank you that you still find something in me to cherish, to admire, and to love. I thank you, Mother. I love you. That is a poem by Queen Mother Maya Angelou titled Mother, A Cradle to Hold Me. And I would like to dedicate this poem that I just read to my mother, my grandmother my aunts, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law and all of my friends and all of you mothers in the universe, all of us. And that's not just, um, that's not just a poem that I read. That is the words in there are so profound. The, the metaphors is just, it just really speaks real, you know? Um, Maya Angelou has a way of writing things that I feel on my heart and just bless her spirit. Like, I can't even put into words what I'm feeling on today as a mother. You know, I I sat up here and I thought to myself about all the times I was hard on myself as a mother. Um, when I thought I wasn't doing enough, when I felt like I wasn't enough. Um, I thought to myself, like, wow, I'm still here and I have good children and they're doing good in school and they're still alive. <laughs> like, because parenting can be like that, mothering can be like that. You know, sometimes you just gotta be grateful that your child survived today because you know, kids like to to get into stuff, you know. So um I wanna take a brief moment before I dive into this episode to just thank all of the mother figures in my life. Um thank you. Much gratitude. Your strength, your lessons, your wisdom, the stories, the remedies, the traditions. Thank you. Thank you for the good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly, the happy, the sad. Thank you for it all because it has cultivated me to be the mother and the woman that I am today. And for that, I am eternally grateful because it was necessary. All of it was necessary. With that being said, let's hop into this episode. This episode is called Mama Fix Your Crown. You are enough mama fix show crown you are enough this episode is really for my mothers who are parents of adults but it still relates to mothers who are raising children so first and foremost you know becoming a parent is a scary thing um Looking at this little person that came out of you that you have to be responsible for. is like the most mind blowing experience I probably have had ever like in life. And um, first and foremost, thank you to my children who made me mothers. And I want to wish a happy Mother's Day and um, also extend an olive branch to my bonus sons mom happy mother's day to you as well um because the fact that i respect any woman that has room in her heart to share her children to share their love their time their attention their achievements their success their failures that is a beautiful thing um and though it did not come easy and though some force was necessary uh, It still was allowed and for that I am grateful and I'm definitely filled with gratitude so on this Mother's Day I want to take the time to thank Jalil and Anthony for accepting me and loving me from when we first met and we first made eye contact I am so thankful to be another mother figure in your life and I thank you guys for being my first lesson in parenting they taught me selflessness they taught me patience and they taught me consistency um, for that I am just I'm overwhelmed with gratitude. Um to my babies, you know, I love all of them equally. Uh to my firstborn, though, my daughter. My daughter helped me realize that I was beautiful. I struggled with self esteem for a long time. And I'll be honest with y'all, as a woman, I did not feel like I was the most attractive. And when I had my daughter and they showed me her, my eyes watered up and I'm like, she's so beautiful, but how? And my mama looked at me like, what you mean how? What What are you talking about how? She's your daughter. And I remember feeling so blessed. I remember the doctors and the nurses just oohing and gooing over her because this girl had the nerve to be born with a head full of hair and to have some hang time, okay? And they were just so amazed. And um, so, Samara, I love you. I appreciate you. You have showed me my beauty. You have showed me that even in the darkest moments, beauty can be found. You inspire me. You encourage me. But more importantly, you teach me. And I love that we can teach and learn from one another. And that, my dear, will never change. To my son, Chance. The one who works me over. (laughs) He taught me my strength. Um, My pregnancy with him was scary. Um, So I have a bleeding disorder. And um, we found that out after I had my daughter, I believe, or my son. It was one of them. Uh, But I bled throughout my pregnancy uh, really, really bad with him uh, to the point that I was on bed rest. And I went through so much at the time during my pregnancy, you know, um with him, and i I just felt like I felt defeated, I cried a lot while I was pregnant with him. I went through a really hard time um I struggled with depression, um, I had doubts about my parenting skills um, and most of it came from outside opinions that really was not relevant but you know, we when you are a person who likes to consider other people, sometimes you consider your, them a lot more than yourself. He taught me my strength. He taught me that it's okay to stand up for myself. He taught me that it is okay to say, hey, you know, I appreciate your concern, but you're not going to keep talking to me like that. He taught me my strength. He taught me that I don't have to accept anything I don't want to and I love him for that. He is brilliant, y'all. He be taking apart stuff and building stuff now, like his mind, he already has it made up that he wants to be in the military, and he wants to specialize in making weapons and stuff. It's hilarious. Like His mind is so far gone as if he's been here before. Um, I think the funniest moment we had was when he told me he was going to get married and have five daughters, and I was just looking like, so yeah, like how do you know that? And he said, "I did it already." Now that's another conversation for another day. Um, to touch on some spiritual stuff with these kids, because uh, baby, they be wise, they be knowing stuff. <laughs> but he he definitely taught me my strength, and um, he is he is so he's just filled with love, and he's very in tune. He's very empathetic. Um, he's very quiet but his presence is very strong. So I love you, Chance, and thank you for showing me just how strong mommy is. Xavier. Xavier is my rainbow baby. They all are actually, Mar- Samara's a rainbow baby, and Chance, Um, I'm sorry, and Xavier is definitely my rainbow baby as well. Um, I lost a child right before Xavier, um in 2018 and then in February of 2019 I found out I was pregnant with Xavier and I was so scared y'all I kept I know I got on my husband nerves I was so paranoid and he was just so calm like the Aquarian he is just so calm and laid back like man you gonna be all right he here he coming So get ready because he coming like (laughs) shout out to my husband for making me a mother. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Um, But as far as Xavier, Xavier taught me to walk in my power. I had to pray and stay at my altar so much during my pregnancy for him to stay sane, to have faith. Um, cause I was scared I was going to lose him. And the further along I got, the bigger he was getting, like they had predicted he would be like almost 10, 11 pounds the way he was going. And luckily he he ended up coming early and he was, I think, I think he was six pounds. No, he was either six pounds, nine ounces or seven pounds and nine ounces. I may even have that completely wrong. Honestly, uh, my kids wait because I had a C-section, so I didn't get a chance to really, you know, participate in all the fun stuff. But he taught me my power. Um, there is a connection I have with him that I can't really put my finger on. But what I will say about my little Libra and Scorpio uh, is that he, the way he looks at me, y'all, the way he smiles at me, the way he looks into my eyes, he has a death a depth in his eyes that just commands. And I remember telling my husband that when I look at him, it's funny because he looks at me the way that he looked at me when we first met. And I laugh because I'm like, now nah, it's going to be hard to stay mad at you when you deserve, when, when it's okay for me to be angry at you. And it's going to be messed up because all I'm going to see is Xavier now. So, With that being said, uh, Xavier showed me, you know, my power. Um, I did a lot, a lot, a lot of protection work while I was pregnant with him. I also kept it under wraps as much as I could. And when I say the ancestors granted me so much, when I say the divine kept us covered, kept us covered. Um, There were things that a particular individual tried to do. And it didn't work. It actually reversed itself and I was just like, ah oh, shit. I was like, thank you. I was just filled with gratitude. Um, so I ended up having my son early. He was supposed to come in November, uh November eleventh of that year. And he ended up coming um in October, October twenty third. And Here's the gag, y'all. He shares his birthday with his oldest brother, Jalil. Both of their birthdays are October 23rd. It is hilarious, but I love that Jalil is okay with it. It's really exciting to see how much he loves his little brother. Um, so, yeah, each of my kids taught me something. You know, um, I think that we have to accept the fact that we can learn a lot from our children. Young, teenage, adult, it don't matter. We can all learn from one another. I was sitting up here and I actually did an episode for y'all before this that I had to scratch out because my kids were so loud in the background that I had to get with them real fast and get that in order. Because y'all couldn't even hear me well. Um, and this is just me being transparent. I had a trying moment this morning as a mother. Trying to get them to, to be okay. That's what happens when you give them waffles with syrup. They be on a thousand. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness. Uh, we can learn a lot from each other. If we learn to be open-minded. And listen without judgment listen without judgment judgment and parenting is dangerous because you really don't know how things are going to be after you've expressed what you feel you know what I mean um I try really hard not to be a judgmental person especially in parenting and the reason why is because I gained an understanding early on as a child that children are borrowed that children are a gift that Children is something that the divine trusted us with to cultivate and to help grow so that they can fulfill whatever their path and their destiny is. They are not here for me. They're here to teach me something. And I am here to teach them something. But there is going to come a time where we all go our separate ways and it's see you on holidays. Or, you know, see you at a a family dinner on Sunday. Or see you at uh, you know, because some people go to church with their moms every Sunday, you know, see you at church on Sunday. This it's normal. That is meant to happen. That is what is going to happen. But we also have Um, different type of, and I want to, I want to word this respectfully, mothering that affects that. Um, I, you know, my husband tells me all the time that make sure I shoot for my dreams and I do what I want to do because one day our kids are going to be grown and you don't, you know, he goes, You don't want to be stuck trying to figure out who you are at 50 years old, at 40 years old, and your kids are grown or the kids are away at college. Like, then what? You know, don't lose yourself. And I was thankful that he told me that because my kids are all um, pretty young. You know, we got, let's see, Jalil, I believe, is 11, going on 12. Anthony is, I believe nine going on 10 Mara's eight going on nine chance is five going on six and my son Xavier is six months and he'll be one in October um and I'm going on 33 (laughs) in October so you know I have a chance to deal with them and see all of their personalities and they're all the same, but different and in various ways. You know, my son is a chance is probably the most sensitive out of the bunch. Samara is probably the strongest out of the bunch. She has a lot of she's very feminine, but she has a lot of like masculine energy. Um, She's what I would say. With the shits for giggles, uh, down for whatever is the better way to say it, um, you know, but they they all teach me something. I've learned that I've built such a strong bond with my bonus sons because I don't judge them. I let them come to me about any and everything. And they feel comfortable talking to me. And I seem to have that fact on whoever kids I'm around. Like they, there's a comfort and they feel like they could talk to me. And shout out to my mother-in-law. She told me to never change that because it's good that they feel that way about me. Because God forbid something happen, you know, or, you know, there's something a parent needs to know and they feel comfortable enough to come to me about it. I can, you know what I'm saying, step in and be that mediator, that anchor of information. And not just for information, but just comfort. You know what I'm saying? Everybody needs that, that go-to person. And I am honored and privileged to be that go-to person. And because of that, I want to to stress a few things to you guys. Number one, as mothers, we wear many titles and many hats. We are not just mothers. We are women with careers. We have businesses. We are entrepreneurs. We are teachers, counselors, cooks, Uh, restaurants in some cases, because some of us like to feed the whole neighborhood, you know, Um, we are hairstylists, we are counselors, we are therapists, we are gym teachers, (laughs) you know, we are medicine women, we are storytellers, you know, we, we wear many hats just under the role of mother. And it can be overwhelming at times, it can be a lot of pressure at times, but baby, we got it. We've always had it. We always had it. We have to have a full understanding that our children, first of all, did not ask to be here. We laid down and we did what we did to get them here. But once they got here, it is our job to care for them, to love on them, to pour into them, to cultivate them for the world that they are going to have to face. Thank you, spirit. Let me point out something really quick. And it needs to be said, the world that we live in right now is not the world they will face when they become adults. So the wisdom, the advice, the suggestion we're giving them. And this is for adult parents, too, especially parents with adult children. I'm really touching on y'all today. I don't know why, um, but that's just where I'm at. Your children will become adults. And when they become adults, they're going to have to make decisions and choices that fit them and their lifestyle, and their likes and dislikes, their loves and their wants, their paths and their destinies. There are lessons and things that are going to come their way. And sometimes as a parent, you cannot get in the way of that. You cannot step in the way of a lesson that the most high is trying to teach them. Because dangerous things can happen when we do that. Okay? I love children and, and adult children like me. You know, I love the fact that I could go to my mom or my grandma or my aunt um, and ask for advice. And it took a lot of practice and we're still working through it. But I love that it's starting to become a judgment free zone and just advice given when asked. That is important. You have to know when your child needs you to listen. Just listen and not respond to do something about it or to just simply be present and comfort and to just give advice and guidance. We have to use our natural spirit of discernment. We are born with strong intuition. We have to look in the mirror as women, as mothers, as parents, and love on ourselves. And we have to heal from our past and we have to release what isn't serving us because sometimes what we've experienced growing up will affect how we parent. And when that happens, we can cause friction in our relationships with our children. And that ain't what we want because unity is important. Family is important. But you got to understand that we can learn from one another. My children are young as heck and they teach me so much. They've revealed to me when I need to work on my temper. They've revealed to me when I need to work on how I say certain things. Now, we're not all going to parent the same way, obviously. However, it is very important that you create a safety, a space of safety for your children. Why? You want them to be able to come to you. You want them to be able to trust you. You would prefer they come to you first before they go to a stranger. You want them to feel loved and appreciated and cared for and feel like their parents support them and believe in them. Because let me tell you something, when they don't feel that, guess where they're going to go looking for it at? And it's not that we can't do it and it's not that we can't deliver it because we have the tools we have the heart. We can do it. But we got to deal with ourselves so that we can get there. Don't lose yourself and being a mother. You are so much more than a mother. Some of y'all are authors. Some of y'all are millionaires in the weight. Some of y'all are out here saving lives. I know it gets hard. And I know for some mothers it gets lonely. But I promise you, trust that you've done the best that you can do and celebrate the fact that now you get to know these new people known as your adult children. I pray that when I reach elderhood, I call it elderhood, okay? Uh, Ancestorhood, elderhood, like I just put hood on the end of everything. (laughs) Um, But I pray that when I'm 50 and 60 and 70 and 80, should, you know, uh, the most high see fits, that my children will always feel comfortable coming to me about any and everything. It's important to have a judgment-free zone. And the reason why that's important is because think about it. When our parents grew up, they were taught about work. You gotta have a job. You, you gotta have money. You gotta have take care of your family. They weren't taught about dreams and imagination and creativity and, and where it could take you. Whereas to our generation is the creative generation and they are, you know, we're we're creating everything from events to to music to um, art, poetry, stories. We're authors, we're we're photographers, we're sculptors. And then you have the next generation is coming up, our children. We really need to think about this stuff. Like we have to create an atmosphere to support naturally what our children are great at and watch what happens. We cannot project our fears and our beliefs on our children when they're going to grow up and experience life in the world for themselves and form their own opinion. I never want to raise my kids in a manipulative manner. I can only teach them what I've known and what I've experienced and pray that it is enough to steer them from making some of the messed up decisions I made. However, they are their own person. They are individuals. They all have their own paths, their journey, their own experiences that they have to experience and they have to deal with so that they can be and do whatever it is they're here to be and do. We got to keep our egos in check. We got to keep our feelings in check. We got to stay out of our feelings as parents sometimes. For those of us with smaller children, keep doing the best that you can. I see you. You are phenomenal. You are amazing. Don't give up now. Fix your crime, sis. Yeah, today was a hard day. I feel you get that glass of wine and go in the bathroom and have with you a little cry session. And then what do we do? We wipe our face and we go out and we smile at our kids like nothing happened. Our children did not ask to be here. So we need to stop taking out the rough moments. You know, when life happens, we got to stop snapping at our kids for it. We have to stop using other people's trials and tests and lessons to try to make it an example of what we think we don't want our kids to be because that is wrong. I can't tell you how many parents I know will say you want to be like such and such and such and such end up turning out the better, turning out for the better. You know, um, we have to stop putting our mouths on our children in a negative light. Stop speak, Stop speaking on your kids like they're nothing. You know, I, I tell people this all the time. My mother is not the most affectionate, but I know that she loved me. But the affection I did not get from my mother, I did get from my grandmother. I would never take out on my child what I did not get. Meaning, I'm not going to be less affectionate towards her because I felt like I didn't get that hug or that hair rub I needed. We can't do that. The reason why I titled this is Fix Your Crown, Mama Fix Your Crown, You Are Enough is because we all got moments where our crown begins to slide off a little bit because we get distracted and we get caught up in the world and everything that's going on around us. And I'm willing it back in. Today is Mother's Day. Hell, every day should be Mother's Day. But on today, Sunday, the beginning of the week, I need you to look in the mirror and say, I work hard, I love my children. I am enough. I am doing the best I can do. I am learning. I am growing. And I got this. No, it's not easy. Yes, sometimes it can get lonely. But you got it. The beauty of being a mother Is the fact that you don't know what it entails until you're walking in the shoes of a mother. Until you become a mother. Women are, first of all, we're fierce. We are powerful creatures. But we are nurturers by nature. And I want to say this to you. Do not change that. Don't lose yourself in motherhood because, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in our kids. We forget to to create a life for ourselves. We forget that when when our kids become adults, what are we going to do? You can't move with them to college. You should not be following your kids state to state. You should not have. Um, It's another thing I noticed, too. You should not have a bunch of mutual friends with your kids that are in their age group. On social media, you should not be commenting on things that um are particularly inside jokes with your with your kids friends and, and 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 sexual innuendos and it's a lot of stuff I see like this is not uh-uh you supposed to have a life of your own you supposed to have your own friends you supposed to be too busy living your best life to be worried about what they doing and when y'all catch up guess what y'all got stories to tell y'all got pictures to show y'all got it you know um wisdom and 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 lessons and blessings to exchange it is supposed to be a beautiful thing. And it still can be because it is never too late. But part of that is healing. Part of that is fixing your crown. E- equate fixing your crown to healing unresolved childhood issues and traumas. And then once you fix your crown, know that you are enough. It is beautiful for our daughters to see us confident. To see us independent, but it is also beautiful for them to see us being led, loved on properly, and submissive to the right one. Of course, yes, we could love on our sons, but there are certain things our sons are gonna are gonna have to learn about being a man that we could never teach them because we are not men. We don't have that battle. We don't have those emotions. That's why you have to create a safe space. That's, what, that why, that's why you have to have a judgment-free zone. I know it gets hard because we're all trying to figure it out. We're all trying to get it right. But I commend you. Where you're at right now in motherhood, in parenting, I am proud of all of you. All of you inspire me in some way to be better. I thank you for sharing your lessons and your blessings and your love and your children. The single moms, I want to say this to you. I respect you. And I am here to uplift y'all today. Because y'all be doing a damn thing. Y'all out here working and creating on your time off. I know mothers that have nine to fives and are running businesses when they're not busy. When they're not busy at work, they have businesses and they're teaching their kids and they're cultivating their kids to have a a side hustle, even if it's not what they want to do. I cut my hats off to you, to my elders, my mothers of adult children Man, as life happens and as the seasons change, and I say that as the season changes, meaning like, you know, um, being a widow or, uh, you know, going through health scares or just life as life happens is a better way to say it. The strength that you show for us, even when we know you're hurting, even when we know you feel alone, even when we know you're in your room crying, even when we know that you're praying and you're worried. Understand you are loved and you are always a thought. But sometimes we got to figure out our own shit. and It is nothing personal. Our path may not be your path, but respect it just as you will want yours respected. Because there's a difference, you know. Yes, you know, you are my mother. I'm your child that you gave birth to, but I am not a child anymore. And we got to deal with that a little bit differently. I thank all of my of my adults, mothers who um, of adult children for your wisdom, for your hard work, for your patience, for your tears, for your joys, for your laughter, for your comfort, for your correction, for your prayers. You are beautiful. You are resilient. You are talented. You are creative. Life is not over. Pick up what you put down to be a mother and thrive. And I say this with much love. Get out of your own head. Stop with the assumptions and the the assuming because everything isn't as it seems. Travel. Live your dream. Experience life to the fullest. Really quick before I end this, I would like to say to all of the mothers who have lost children... Adult, baby, toddler, um, kids just lost a child. Please know that your children still walk with you. They still walk with you. They are still with you. Light a candle for them. Talk to them on today. Express your love and gratitude for the little bit of time y'all had. Relish in the moments of the kicks that made you smile. The movements that had you like, whoa, what is that? You know, love on yourself. You are still a mother. Your child just became your guardian angel. And nobody can take that from you. Nobody will. Adjust your crown. To those of you who are mother figures who just pour out and it's just a blessing to people just because the mothers of the world, the ones that feed the homeless, the ones that do the missionary work, the ones that, that are spiritual leaders and, and they do spiritual work, those, happy Mother's Day to you. See, in some way or the other, we all play a mother and father role at some point in life to someone. And for that I am grateful. And I thank you guys for doing everything that you do. Being a mother is a lot of work and it comes with a lot, but it is the most rewarding and rich experience I have just had in this lifetime. The world our children will face is not the world we know now. So we cannot always jump to advise or give um, suggestions and things the way we think. It should work. Sometimes we have to sit back, listen, and kind of meditate on what it is we're being told or what's being shared with us so that we can give wisdom led by spirit and not wisdom led by ego. Adjust your crown. Heal, baby. Heal. So you can love correctly. So you can be free. So you can lead and give the wisdom that you were meant to give. And lead the next generation of mothers the way that you were supposed to lead. You are enough, you have what it takes. and I will not sit up here and allow any of any mother I know come across experience or who has listened to this podcast to believe that they don't have what it takes to be a good mother and to still have a life. That's not true. that is a lie. You have what it takes because you were born with it. But sometimes we got to go through life and experience certain things for it to register. And that's okay. There are no mistakes. There are only lessons. But you have the ability to choose what you want to do with it. I thank you for your love and your patience and your time. I respect your tears. I respect your feelings, your anger, your frustration, and in hard moments when the kids won't listen and you're trying to get homework done and you're trying to get dinner done because you got to go to work. I respect your emotions where mama made you feel like, she, you know, like crap and she judged you and her words were harsh. But you look in the mirror and you wipe your face and you look at your kids and you love on them and you pick up yourself and you go to work every day and you work hard and you thrive and you continue to prove yourself to yourself. Don't worry about the opinions of the outside world. You do the best you can do with what you know and what you don't know, you figure out. You trust that your ancestors will give you the wisdom that is needed. You call up that mother figure and say, hey, can I run something by you? You call up your mother. And you know what? Let's be real with all adult parents. Listen, mama, I love you, but you're a little bit judgmental. And when I talk to you, you make me feel uncomfortable. So I feel like I can't trust you and I can't come to you. Because a closed mouth don't get fed. We can't fix what's broken if we won't be upfront about it. Respectfully and with love. Not with catty. And when we're praying for our children, when we're praying for each other. Do it with a pure heart. Don't do it with ill intention, trying to be messy or trying to take shots. Because let me tell you something. Between the ancestors and the most high, you will get knocked on your ass for that. And you don't need them problems. How dare you take something sacred and be petty with it. To make yourself feel better. Sometimes all we need is a listening ear sometimes all we need is somebody to say you know what it's okay it's a bad moment not a bad life relax and try again tomorrow to the mothers who are dealing with children who have um you know autism um or some type of uh health issue mental health issue physical you know you know i'm saying um physically going through health issues, you know, children can't walk and all of that going on. I really want to say this to you, okay? You are enough. You are strong. You are resilient. I am proud of you. You are doing a wonderful job. Keep going. Your children will love you for it. They will respect you for it at some point. Let's learn to do things because it's the right thing to do. Let's learn to do things with integrity and with maturity and with love from a pure and passionate place. And just watch how the experience is it's just different. It's just wonderful. You are queens. You are goddesses in your own right. Don't you dare doubt Your parenting, don't doubt and don't criticize and judge yourself. I'm I'm a bad mom. I'm a good mom. End all that. End all of that. You are the mother that you are supposed to be for that moment. And as you live and learn, you will add and subtract things that will either make you better or teach you something. And guess what? That's all right. It's all right not to be right all the time. It's all right to learn things from your children. It's all right to have a good day and to have a bad day. But keep going. You're a miracle. You gave birth. You were able to love someone who's not physically or emotionally connected to you. You just saw a need and you fulfilled it. I salute you. Women, we are powerful. And the minute we get our stuff together and we start remembering what it's like to be a village and we start remembering what it is that true sisterhood is supposed to be about, that being united is supposed to be about. The minute we accept that our kids will grow and go their separate ways and we have to trust and have faith that they're going to do what's best. Understand that that best is what's best for them, not what's best in our eyes. We are all living and learning from one another. This is all love. Today is Mother's Day. Mothers, stand up. Enjoy your day. You don't want to cook and lift a finger? Don't. You want to take a break? Take a load off? Go right ahead. You have earned it. You deserve it. My beautiful queens, enjoy your day. Know that if ain't nobody else told you, I love you, I am proud of you, I accept you, I celebrate you, I uplift you, I pray for you, I cover you, and I ask that you do the same for me. And even if you don't, it does not change that. I will continue consistently to do the same thing I ask for you to do for me for you, period, because that's who I am. And that has nothing to do with you and everything to do with just me being me. Today is Mother's Day. Celebrate yourselves. Have a good time. And don't be so hard on yourself. You're doing the best you can. And while there's always room for improvement, don't, just don't beat up on yourself about it. See where you can improve. Shrug it off and be like, okay, I'll get at that tomorrow. One day at a time, one moment at a time, one prayer at a time, one breath at a time. Peace, love, light to all of you. You are all phenomenal women in your own right. And please, I'm telling y'all, if y'all don't hear nothing else, know that you are enough. Protect your crown and you're going to be all right. Everything going to be all right. Bye.